0: Snap and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Kalen wants Jackson and he scores! This is one all the way back. Auburn's gonna win the football game! NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast.
1: And I watch, this is thank you to NIL. Welcome back. It's another Friday. It's another Name Image Podcast. I hope all you nips have been doing well out there. I know we're doing well. You know, a little different recording time. Like I said, we like to keep you guys on your toes. Last week was Wednesday. Today it's Friday. I mean, you just don't know. You just maybe we'll just pop. We got to do one of those Twitter live spaces. I think one of these days before Elon gets rid of it, for some reason, <laughs> you know. So it's something cool like that get the get the fans involved involved. But nonetheless, Michael, it's Friday. We got we got kind of a, a weird a weird platter of things to talk about. I think would be the best way to to put it.
0: That's fair. I Strange mean,
1: spread, as we like to say.
0: It is It is a strange spread, but I think it is fair to say, and I think it's, I speak for both of us, when our college football, uh, we're kind of bricked up again. We got bricked up for a little bit, there was a little bit of a blip on the radar for college football, but uh, I'm here for it, and it's, it's a slower time of year, but uh, we got a nice little dabble, nice little taste, so uh, it's a beautiful Friday, all things considered, Kyle, except for it's just perpetually cloudy and rainy here, and I don't understand if it's ever going to change. It, it does. And
1: this is good. If, if you know anything about this region, we need the We need any sort of moisture because it's about <laughs> to be dry as a motherfucker in this in these in these parts here. <laughs> so I'll take it. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, this is where you guys are going to see that we are just so multifaceted as sports uh, connoisseurs. 100%. I mean, we can talk about anything and everything. We're going to have a little bit of draft for you. We're gonna have a little bit. You know, we got some college football, obviously some some just kind of random off off the wall college basketball stuff. Um, rest in peace, Jazz. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad that's over. It's uh, what a nightmare it is supporting that franchise. But uh, nonetheless, it's yes. uh, we have only positive things ahead uh, to look forward to. So now, uh, by the way,
0: in regards to the Jazz, or just just like college football, just sports. Or sports, I I'd say okay. just in sports
1: okay. in general, okay. sports okay. in general.
0: Yeah, I, had to, I had to make sure as a good friend and as your co-host that you weren't like you haven't fully gone like mental. Like I, I just had to check there for a second because I, I don't think for the Jazz, better things are ahead. But yes, yeah, sports in general, great things ahead, Kyle. We have nothing but great things ahead of us.
1: Absolutely. So, Mike, where do you want to start? You said you had a few, a uh, few old talking points up the old well, noggin there. I got,
0: I got, I got a lot of just, just, you know, just sitting around, you know, over a beer talking points. But I do, I forgot, we do have to mention um, Jay Wright Mark, retired. Jay Wright retired as well as uh, Mark Emery stepping down to 2023. <laughs> so. It, it, is it is it something is it a big to do probably but is it just going to get swept under the rug and he's going to quietly step down and I'm sure there's nothing to it that's how it's going to get spun to us but uh yeah that and then Jay Wright next Philadelphia 76ers head coach can't wait to see that that'll be probably. fun to see him see him dabble in the NBA realm and see what he can do with uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid but Uh, I felt, and this is just my feelings. I felt like there was a lot left on the bone that he kind of just walked away from. And I know he had a span there where he he popped off a couple championships and and really brought Villanova to the Blue Blood spotlight, but I feel like there was still a lot left there. Am I just wrong?
1: Well, no, and I think he's doing it the right way, to be honest, where it's like, I think he's elevated. I mean, you talk about taking a team like villanova i mean he's won national championships at villanova yep i think you've you've kind of reached that peak where now it's like okay everything's still pretty steady if we kind of get a nice little young swap in here i'm still gonna be in and around the program for the most part sure. um we're gonna be able to keep this thing not only afloat and level with where we're at but there's not gonna be that drop-off that we've seen with other programs like like look at syracuse for example right i think you know Beheim's still there it's it's not right. going well it's you know it's, it's starting to trend downwards you know, Michigan State to a much lesser extent. Um, I think we kind of have a little bit more, you know, work cut out for us being in the in the conference that we are. But you know, it's we're still a capable team, right? I don't think we've completely dropped off. But sure. I think that's where you are seeing now is that, you know, I've, I've accomplished I think just about all I can accomplish. I put everything I could into this program. I've I brought them championships. Like what left do you? What more do you have? Right. right. Like right. You know, at this point, no. Like now you get to sit back and do the. Um, Uh, uh, Roy Williams, right?
0: We get to sit back
1: and just enjoy... The crops that you've produced, right? Well,
0: and, and so what I'm hearing you say is, is that you can you can be successful and then kind of walk away from a program without having to do like a, a victory tour, like a retirement tour, right? And I don't <laughs> know who would, I mean, I mean, no, I, mean I don't know who does that. Just but, not so. Uh, I mean, just Jay Wright, just not. A, he's
1: just it, not about him, right? He knows it's about the kids,
0: you know, but it's, and, and it's, it's, program, it's yeah. the kids. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to make this a lame thing that like just keep keep talking about Duke and Coach K, but like. It, it, when I saw what Jay Wright did, I was it, it just reinforced even further. I just wish that Coach K just would have done e- either that exact thing or something similar to where it was just like play the season out regardless. Like it was a successful season by all, you know, short of a championship, yes. But other than that, successful season. But now that you had this big drawn-out to-do and people kissing, kissing the rings and so on and so forth, now it's like it, it just became this big, just gross kind of illegitimate feeling to it a little bit. So I, I when Jay Wright did it, I was surprised. But to your point, it, it was it was the best possible way for somebody in that situation to have that much success and to bring a program and in it undoubtedly, ingrained their name in that program. To just step away and just walk away from it. it, it was awesome. And I, I best of luck if he does go to the NBA. I think it'd be fun to watch him try to coach the NBA because I think he's a great X's and O's college coach, and he's obviously a great recruiter. And and I just don't know if that translates over the NBA. But you know what? To your like you just said, he could just probably he could probably just walk around the practice facility and just whisper sweet nothings into the next coach's ear. It's just his happy. aura, yeah, his like, impact, exactly. his exactly. yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, I guess the other news outside of that are just uh, North Carolina. Everyone, everyone's returning. Oh, and, uh a, a, who is it for Kentucky as well? Um, oh, uh, Oscar uh, Chibwe. I know, a Oscar Kayvon Chibwe. Thibodeau. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chibwe, yes. Uh, the wires <laughs> crossed there in the old <laughs> Mike Noggin. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. So and and I mean, really, there's one. I think there's a huge factor to parlay for this i don't even know if that's the right term to use there but it's nil right nil yes. is such a good yes. incentive and for yes. college basketball fans this is why we're you know as long as we're doing this the right way this can be great because you see it all the time where these players from when they're 11 years old playing aau ball middle school or something you're gonna go pro you're gonna be nba star you're gonna be number one pick you're the next lebron mm-hmm. james and it's like new slash you're just not you're just right. not going to. right So why not go to an awesome program where you have a ton of success? You're like, remember our college years? And we went to a a small Division Two school in Western Colorado, right? Harvard of the West. Harvard of the West, and we had so much fucking fun. Like (laughs) imagine that, but to a giant scale, an awesome university you're the big man on campus you really don't have to like you know north carolina obviously the fake class is like you know let's let's, let's <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? yeah yeah <laughs> but like you know obviously they had there's somewhat of school work to go there but not as much work as an actual job which like when you go to the nba that is an actual job with actual expectations like like you're living the dream you got tons of money in your pocket i'm sure more than any other college student just about on campus really that, that you would really need or anyone that you'd really need like how much you it's like cool you got your local food hall you got you know, right. you drive around town, Raleigh, North Carolina is cool, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, that type of area. Yeah. But like you
0: don't need a lot of money to survive yeah. in North Carolina. No, and, and well, you're
1: going to go and have fun and compete for championships.
0: And, and that's where and I think when you look at it, when NIL first became a thing and, and if you're kind of just uh, a surface level college sports fan, I think when you look at it, you think. Oh, NIL, like, it's just, you know, oh, it's going to be the big name players are really going to be the ones who benefit from it. And, like, obviously, like, if you get a dude who's a one and done guy and he's just a a generational talent and he's going to get paid and then he's going to go on the NBA. But I think what the NIL is, and there's, I know there's a lot of, people could point out a lot of flaws in NIL, but I think one of the great things that it offers is the whole, you know, the UNC team across the board, they're, they're, they're NBA talent, sure, but they're not like, have to have it like you should go immediately so the nil is affording these kids to be like you know what like all right like maybe i'm not nba ready yet but i could still like like you just said i could still make money i could still kind of enjoy my life here like i i it, because the, the argument used to be um and i think it was what was it shabazz napier at yukon who was like when i was in college like i would just miss meals because our practice wouldn't get done until a certain time and then, like i couldn't i didn't have any money to go eat and now i'm like eating nothing and and, and so nil at least affords these kids to like live a little bit of that professional lifestyle in a sense, but still be able to go play a year or two extra in college and then get themselves even more ready for the NBA. So I, I think that a nice little silver lining at NIL is that you're going to see these mid-range players who you know are going to be eventually NBA talent. They're not going to jump the gun and go. They're, they're more than happy to stick around a year or two extra, collect a paycheck, and be able to to, to still suffice everything they need.
1: yeah it's just gonna it's gonna be crazy it's good it's good though because like I said I think I think too many players you know are told the wrong thing I think Max Christie's a great example for Michigan State where it seems like he's gonna stay in the draft like he could uh, so much benefit from just staying another year you're gonna go and you know we're gonna see him playing in China in a few years I just don't see him yeah I've seen a lot of players come through Michigan State some of the best players Bryn Forbes Miles Bridges um even like someone like Cassius Winston like you stay it uh, who am I? Green. Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you stay a couple years, even just two years. And they, they all benefited from it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Harry Garris, Gary Harris, Gary right. Harris for the, right. you know, Nuggets. like, yeah, he wasn't a world beater, but he's a Ooh. good player. And it's better you know? for the sport. It's better
0: for the sport. It, it, it's, it's, and I get, I get that. And me and you have talked about it multiple times, where, like college sports almost feels kind of like a niche fandom nowadays. Like, I feel like the pros get a lot of the attention, but like, if you're a fan of college sports, especially college basketball, it, it It's it's better for the game. We're we're keeping talent in house. We're we're not watching these guys for one year and go, man, like they were fun to watch, but like they're gone. Like see you later. We're gonna start being able to 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 keep those guys around and retain some talent and see these teams where it's not necessarily like, uh, you know, a one and done and a little bit of a spike for a program because they had one certain guy and then it all kind of falls down. We're going to be able to see some teams, and maybe maybe some new teams start getting in the mix. Maybe it's not the usual players that are you know making the runs right. at championships. So that's I, the I think in the long run, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be. I hate that UNC is bringing everybody back except Brady Mack. I think if he I he should have got the uh, what's the guy at Kansas who played for freaking ever Perry whatever his uh, name yeah Perry Ellis Perry Ellis but uh, well, he's going to do an NIL before NIL. You know, it's like... <laughs> that's why I forgot. That's dollar. That's dollar bill. Uh yeah uh yeah but UNC bringing back everybody just for my own my own personal agenda is terrible it's I'm scared but it, it is good it's good for sport right and you
1: know nil is is rapidly approaching it's it's becoming off the rails our nice LI, our yep. nil lawyer friends on Twitter are just there it's great it's endless content because yep. I'm reading it, I'm just like dude this is just a dumpster fire but now with the NCAA and they're switching heads you know Mark Emery he's still in in charge the June of. 2023, not that they're going to do anything, but I think what they're going to do is, yeah, he's kind of a lame duck at the end of the day. And they're, what the NCAA should do is hire someone who's going to fucking go after like the wrong sides of these deals. Right. Like, for example, there's, there's a lot. I see a lot of noise coming out of uh, our boys from the University of Miami. So there's this billionaire named John Ruiz. this is pretty fucking crazy. He, he owns life wallet I you know couldn't even tell you couldn't even tell you what it is but he has a net worth of 20 million or 20 billion excuse me 20 billion with a B but he's dedicated about five to ten million overall to Miami football and Miami basketball. he's already been tweeting about all these recruits that are not even recruits but a lot of transfers that he's getting. Um it's fucking crazy. And just, just kind of put it in perspective, like this, this is kind of a, a good a good tweet just for um the the basketball, and just to kind of put put in context what wealth does these days. So he's given five million with a net worth of twenty billion, just for fun. Let's say you have a total net worth of one million. The average net worth in America is one hundred twenty thousand. blah 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 with a college degree. This would be like giving away $250 to your alma mater's athletes. So really, in in reality, it'd basically be like a Netflix subscription. So if you give five million, if you have a net worth of 20 billion, it's the equivalent of like 250 bucks. Like, right. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> and,
1: and so yeah, with, they're just so they're brokering these deals and and so hold on. I, I gotta find, I gotta find. I'm pulling up the article again right here. Dude, it's it's just crazy. Um, so, okay, this, this is the one that stood out. So Ruiz was maneuvering under the radar until he announced last Saturday via Twitter that Kansas state transfer and standout guard Nigel Pack has officially committed to UM as a basketball player. The biggest life wallet deal to date two years, $800,000 total at 400,000 per year, plus a car.
0: Congratulations. Jesus. Well, and it's, it's, it's. It, it's along the same lines as the uh, tweet from Aaron Torres on Twitter that you sent me where he's like, there's salary caps in pros. and pros. And I know it, it, you can't compare what I'm about to say. Apples to apples, as far as like the dollars, because obviously they're not going to add up, but like there's a salary cap in professional sports for a reason it, it, and that, in NIL, like is just completely bypassed that and exactly like what's happening here. Like you just have people that are individually going out, finding people, finding players that they want to come play for the universities, Paying an absurd amount of money and then just moving on, like like there's no real structure here. There's no real like like one guy on your bench is going to be getting paid eight hundred thousand. Another guy could be getting paid you know x amount and so on and so forth. So it's just and we've said it a billion times. It's just it's so loosey goosey. And and I agree with what you said. Whoever the next head of the NCAA is, pending that he doesn't have his best interest in whoever the dirtbags are that are pulling the strings now. We have to figure out a way to one drop the hammer on the people who are doing it the wrong way, because we're never going to be able to clean this up if we're still letting people get away with doing things the wrong way. Like it, it's just not going to happen. And well, so, okay. uh, well, uh,
1: uh, yeah, you, you can you bet. Well, no, was- I,
0: I was just going to say like if, if we need to clean it up, and and I the um thing is one of a million things that we're going to see happen, but it just in the in the grand scheme of things, it just these things are gonna happen if there's no real structure to this. So. So uh, here's part two to
1: this whole University of Miami thing. So uh, Miami had a player, Isaiah Wong, who's really, you know, really good, kind of led them, you know, to this Elite Eight run, came out just the other day. Miami's Isaiah Wong will enter the transfer portal tomorrow if his NIL compensation isn't increased. So. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to enter the transfer portal. If his NIL compensation isn't increased, his agent told Adam Pappas of ESPN, Isaiah would like his NIL to reflect that he was the leader of an Elite Eight team. And then it says after that, so uh, Ruiz responds, Isaiah is under contract, billionaire Ruiz told ESPN. He's been treated well by Life LifeWallet, exceptionally well. If that's what he decides, I wish him well. However, I do not renegotiate. Surprises me that, that there are so many players that would love to play for the U, it, and then that just goes on to say, have, I mean, and then, you know, I, I'm following some other tweets that are kind of following up with this as well, but it's just like, like, this is exactly like, this is an NIL deal contingent on enrollment, which is, that is, I know our, our loyal, oh my God, lawyer friends, Brad would say that is against the rules. I, I think like, I think that's against the law. If I'm not mis- we're going to have to get Brad back on here. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. This is just a, this is a nightmare, but like this is exactly you can't have contingent on play. You can't have those sorts of contingencies right. for these contracts or whatever. And so Miami might be the first one to to absorb a lot of awesome stuff from NIL. And then if if there's ever a program that's going to get the hammer thrown at them by uh by the NCAA or or some other legal entity, it's going to be the University of Miami. Unfortunately, they're just such an easy
0: target. Oh well, yeah, no, it's well, it's 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 like. They, they're it's, it's, it's an already it have broke the law once. They're already a criminal on the radar. And so, like, they're already under the, the spotlight to begin with. And we're just going to start. And that's the unfortunate thing is we're just going to start by whacking the low-hanging fruit. And Miami always going to be there because their pedigree is just – that's just what it is. They're just always bending the rules, always getting by with a little extra. So, yeah, it's it's a mess, and Brad's gonna have to come on and talk because I I am not smart enough to figure out the X's and O's behind it. I just like seeing that John Daly's son got sponsored by Hooters. That's that's what I'm here for. But outside right. of that, I need an expert. I need a lawyer.
1: Here's the last here's the last NIL note. <clears throat> KU Jayhawks coach Bill Self makes critical comments oh about <laughs> transfer portal and NIL deals. Huh. Weird.
0: <laughs> oh, Bill, it's, it was almost like it was easier when you were just you know paying these people under the table. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I
1: just hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs>
0: um, College football. Um, we'll Yeah, baby. College football. College fucking football, Kyle. Yep. Where do you want to start? My Listen, you know that I've been Twitter-painted about Oklahoma. Do you want to start with Oklahoma, right. or where, where would
1: you like to we'll start? We'll give our, our Sooner bros a little bit of love there. Uh, it was really cool to see that many people at a fucking spring game. Uh, here's my question. Yes. Was there anything else to do?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Was there anything else to do? No, 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 no. <laughs> On that day, <laughs> but here, here, and so I knew this was coming, and so I have a counter. I have a counter question for you, like Norman. You. Is Norman
1: right? That's where it
0: is, Norman. Yeah, no, yeah listen, okay. We don't. We don't assume. Yeah, clowns I down. Still it, water. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right,
1: exactly. You're right. But
0: here's my here's my here's my rebuttal question to you because I understand where you're coming from. What else is there to do in Norman, Oklahoma? I get that, but when you have a die-hard fan base giving the turmoil. That, that's been going on, everybody's leaving. It was good to see. Everybody's going to USC. They could have easily just been like, oh, they, you know I'm done with these sooners. Like, I'm not, they're not getting a dime of my money. And they could all just sat at home in their trailers. But they didn't. They showed up in Seventy thousand, tra- seventy thousand 70,000 deep. I'm
1: sure that, and I'm sure actually most people show up. And And that, like, as a recruiting tool, don't be wrong, because now that you think an NIL deal and potential money, like, you look I, at that and see how many of these diehard fans are there to watch I, a spring game. And all you're seeing is every single one of them, they could part with a, a couple
0: extra bucks, couldn't they? Right. Uh, for a
1: little autog- autograph here or there, or right. a nice little business. Well,
0: and, and it's 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 even like my – I've just been so excited about this that my brain's got even d- deeper into this. So you have everything that's happened already. They, every, the pipeline, the USC happened. Every the Daddy left with all of his favorite children. Brent Venables comes in. Already, like there was already some some razzle dazzle there. There There's excitement about it. Like it it was a better, not a better replacement, but it was a good replacement. He comes in, he comes, he comes. The spring game, everybody's buzzing. He walks out with a bunch of former players. So when you're when you are either a new commit, a freshman, or a redshirt freshman, or a younger guy in general on Oklahoma, or you're a transfer cat to Oklahoma, I think what that did right there is that solidified your entire decision to come to Oklahoma. Because before then, all you really had to judge it off of was like, oh, well, like all the, the Twitter noise and, and you understand where you've been, kind of what's been happening. But when you show up for a spring game and it's 70,000 deep and it's just an incredible environment. I mean, I was watching clips. There's just music bumping. Everybody's getting hyped up. Like it was just a regular game almost. So I think what this does is it pushes that needle back closer to, to like OU being back to where they were. Now I know there's a lot of questions to be answered about performance and in production. Obviously we won't know until they actually strap it up and play against somebody who's not wearing the same colors, but I think it's about the best, the best, the best sign of a return that you could possibly ask for.
1: Right. Yeah. No. And it's, it's good for them. You know, it's weird because Oklahoma one of those blue bloods. Like there are a, a handful of teams I do hate for, for one reason or another. <laughs> I've never really hated Oklahoma. Like, um, you know, cause they, for one, they've always been entertaining. They're in a conference that just doesn't really affect me. They, and it's not like they're, a dynasty, by any means, right? They had a good run back in the early 2000s right. and things like that. So it's always like, you know, you watch them and be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I watched them in, in the lens of like a, a Chargers fan where I'm like, yeah, I'd take any one of these wide receivers. or I'll take this fucking giant offensive lineman or DeMarco Murray right. or Adrian Pudio, right. whatever it is. So they're harmless to me. It's it's it's, like, it's just like a cute little side. Right,
0: Oklahoma, Oklahoma is <laughs> like is like your slightly and I less, love their
1: fans. I love
0: right. Oklahoma is just your slightly less good looking, less athletic friend. Like they're they're great to have. They're no threat. They're not going to do anything. Like they're it doesn't seem like they're going to get over the hump and like comes to your girlfriend. But they'll but convince visit fans. Around. They
1: will. What? I mean, they're <laughs> right. They love really like, you guys. I'm, he's going to he's
0: going to go. He, he's going to go talk to the, all the other girls at the other schools, and like they're going to think he's like the king shit. He's never gonna do anything, but you know what? He's there. I love exactly. it. I Pretty listen, easy. I love Boomer Sooner. Haven't done anything wrong to anybody. They they haven't really won anything, which that sounds mean, but I mean it in a nice way. And but, and if there's any proof that I like Oklahoma Sooners, you
1: saw what went down at the Jazz game.
0: Oh, I forgot all. You saw. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I know we tweeted a little bit about it, but just to kind of recap, um, we went to this was game four, Jazz versus Mavericks, Dallas Mavericks. Let, let's let's make that clear. Ooh. Uh, it was an awesome game, a fantastic yeah. game. We had a great time, you know, you, you know, I had I was on my second $15 beer that Mike thankfully purchased for me. I'll then later. Um, you know, so, you know, it. daddy doesn't get out very much. Right. You know, no. I was there, wife, kid. It was a great time. Vibes are high. We just just won on basically the buzzer beater. It was awesome. You know, we're up in the standing room area only tons of people kind of walking around. And looking at you, see all these little, they must have been like, they had to be college age, maybe like freshman, oh, sophomore. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. they were all wearing University of Texas, like Longhorns hats and shirts. I was, like, oh. this, So I like for one, like my immediate thought was like, OK, are, are they they were probably rooting for the Dallas Mavericks, if I'm assuming, because they're going be, like, Go to be a oh Texas, like, even though they live here or whatever. I don't know. But they had the Jazz playoff shirts. I don't know. But I saw Texas Longhorns, Texas Longhorns you know, gear, and I just look at them, and I just give them the fat double horns down, and I've never seen a group of kids so immediately. And what's funny is I didn't even think twice about it, but like I had one kid, just go fuck yourself and things like that, and I was just laughing at them. Mike got in there, too, with the double horns down. We were just laughing. And I, I was just like, I looked at Mike and was like, I don't know what just happened. Like, it no, just took no. over. It, it was like it, an immediate reaction.
0: Listen, it was it was the most, uh, Kyle, I've never seen you be in confrontation of any variety in my entire life. You're usually, and I'm not saying you're a pusher. I'm just saying like, you usually just like let live and let live. But I'm sitting here just enjoying my beer. And all of a sudden I get a nudge from our dear co-host. And I turn around and he is actively horns down booing people <laughs> as they walk by <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. those kids were getting
1: it. Hey, like, well, it the, like-
0: it, what made it the best part is they looked like. The quintessential, like yes. the UT fan that you absolutely hate. They all were yeah. wearing the exact the same, like, yeah, hair, yeah. like backwards hat, you Callaway, know. Callaway backwards hat, and they had the they had the Luca Doncic jersey on top of the one hundred and twenty dollars Roback UT uh, like quarter zip pullover. They all had like the either Adidas Ultra Boost or whatever. It it was just the quintessential, just I hate you UT fans. Double and horns for down, you to baby. take it upon yourself. Like it wasn't like it was a it wasn't like you saw them coming and we collaborated and they did it like you just acted on your own and just threw them the double horns down, and their immediate reaction is everything that I could have asked for in life. Like did I, I just saw the blood drain from their face? Where it's just I, like they they
1: I don't know if they were jazz so they could have been a jazz fan. They could have been like top of the world. Like yeah, this is awesome. If they were, then I totally wiped out any positive momentum from their from their body because it was just like I just hit them with a brick.
0: They didn't well, know how it, to act. And that's, and and that's what I mean. Like, it was just incredible that such a, such a dumb, like, it's like throwing the L on your forehead when we were in elementary school, like such a dumb gesture has these people so frazzled. Like these guys were like, they were like four or five of them and they, they were ready to like, like not scrap, but they were like thoroughly
1: offended. Well, and that's what I love too. Like, you know, being a Michigan State fan, like one thing that I really like is that we don't have a we don't have like a hand sign, we don't have like a hand gesture or anything like that, or like with like Miami the U, because you can do the reverse U that you know (laughs) things like that. Like, (laughs) if you have a hand signal, you're you're bound to have it thrown back in your face. And there's just nothing better and easier to do than the horns down.
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) I I swear to God, we're not going to do it. But I swear to God, if you if you came to me, Kyle, and you asked me to. I would put together a chronological timeline of the rise and the demise of the Texas hand signal, and we could do an entire episode just talking about the demise of the hook'em horns. Because I mean, we're, we went as far as like it was a penalty this year. Like if you threw the horns down, like they were thrown flat, <laughs> which makes it even that
1: like, it, what babies? Like oh what God, yeah. absolute babies that they that they went
0: and complained about that. Like it's it's just the best. It's well, you know what? Yeah, like, I'm bricked up with college basketball because I would never would have thought in a million years that my my first altercation in real life of throwing the horns down at somebody was going to be at level six of Vivid Arena in Salt Lake City. But there it, it was, and it was beautiful. I love it. Yeah, like I said, Oklahoma fans, I, I know you're
1: you're listening. I I don't know what took over me, but just just know I I got your back.
0: You know, Listen, they a, got they got gunners out here in the street, son. Like it, right. it, like you said, they're not. And I mean this nicely, <laughs> Kyle Donahue. They're not going to win anything. They're always going to break your heart at the end. But goddamn, they're fun to root for. But you'll always have the watch.
1: horns down. That's that's right? the point. And you'll always be better than Texas. So you know, what,
0: what is a Texas fan like outside of like you know, boo like boo Boomer Sooner? Like you can't even I can't even think of a way to like strew Boomer Sooner to like be offensive. Like I just there's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Oh but yeah, that was great. That was great. So that 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 got my blood pumped a little bit for college football, yep. you know. Yep. But yeah, we are kind of in the midst of transfer season. I think May first is the deadline, if I'm not completely mistaken. Um, so it's yeah, lots of just different NIL organizations coming together. And so just just to clarify real quick, so the NCAA did just actually clarify one of its new policies with this whole thing, basically stating like there can't be an NIL agreement without like a performance agreement. You know what I mean? Like it can't be contingent on them playing and things like that. So I think what Miami's is going through right now is in direct, <laughs> like direct conflict with what these new rules are. So yeah, NIL comp. like, so this is prohibited NIL compensation contingent upon enrollment at a particular school. For example, institutions should not use NIL arrangements to improperly induce matriculation, i.e., guaranteeing a particular NIL opportunity upon enrollment compensation for athletic participation or achievement. Athletic performance may enhance a student athlete's NIL value, but athletic performance may not be the consideration for NIL compensation institutions providing compensation in exchange for the use of students, uh, name image or likeness. So, All that's prohibited, and that sounds like a hell of a lot of that that's going on, so uh, (laughs) stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. Hey, you is back, baby. They might be back for just <laughs> for a flash, but it doesn't matter if they win one thing. I don't even know what. If they just have one good season, they'll say it's
0: worth. I, I'd be willing to bet that if we called our our dear unemployed friend Brandon right now and asked him, like, "Hey, if, would you would you give one natty for like 15 years of probation? probation would you do it?" He'd be like, "Yeah,
1: absolutely." <laughs> absolutely, yeah, because you can wear all that you swag, and they, it almost oh. it would almost like bolster the profile of the U, you know, cause that's, they're the bad
0: boys, you know? Listen, absolutely. But here's, here's one thing is I, I, Michigan State wins one, I, I, I will let. I will be more than happy because Kyle will have his moment. And then he will He will in a week, he'll go back to being like, well, next season, you know, like we're not sure because you're a realist. If the U wins anything, Brandon may be the most insufferable person I know.
1: Okay, I just thought, Mike, we might have to invest in this board game. Okay, listen oh to this. Oh, boy. And uh, economist just made a board game about college football recruiting called Envelopes of Cash, where you play as a college football <laughs> coach essentially <laughs> utilizing <laughs> bag <laughs> men to sign top recruits. Oh my God! So credit to it was it talked about it on the Going for Two podcast, and I antitrust economist Andy Schwartz, uh, who did like a bunch of the uh, case. He, he was involved in the um, Ed O'Bannon, blah blah blah, not all that. Fun. So I think it was the Ed O'Bannon, but O'Bannon, the the one that started this whole yeah. nonsense that got NCAA football video game removed. So but,
0: just go ahead and go ahead and order that. Throw it on the company card because we're yeah. kidding, we're gonna have to do like a live. It's
1: a like, European-style tabletop do. board game where the <laughs> this is so cool where they recruit the best prospects in the U.S. within a single calendar year using multiple recruiting methods, including sending payments from boosters directly to recruits. I love that. It's a kickstart. Wh- whoever
0: created that, whoever created that needs to take that to a, a game developer and be like, "Hear me out." Like, just make with, a digital version of this, right, please. Right, like I, like, I would sit down and I would jam that for hours two
1: to, so there's two to four players and you could do a solo mode 90 minutes for two players we'll have to link this or something this is hilarious um <laughs> ages 13 and up this is so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it we need this well have to. we'll have to live stream it if we have yeah,
0: it yeah we will we will but Oh, well, speaking of players getting paid, Kyle, is, is it time for draft or we, is there anything else on your docket over there? Nah. We really we really put down some extensive pre-episode planning. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it's better this way. It, just, it is. Really it's just is. It really is. People don't come here for structure. For anybody know? who cares to know, me and Kyle usually start off by like sitting down and then we kind of throw out a couple ideas and then Kyle just goes, all right, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know? None of our best conversations have always come off the cuff, and that's just what that's what we're about here. Well, and so.
0: I will say there's always, we, it may not be an official pre-pod discussion but i always do call you the day before and kind of throw out the things that i think are borderline and then you kind of just give me the quick like no don't say that so there is a little bit of <laughs> filtering that goes on
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean jesus christ <laughs> where's the beep button when i need it
0: oh <laughs> uh, hey, yeah i've be been beep
1: free for a few episodes now all right like credit it. to me yeah credit it, to me 15 days without a beep i like it yes. calendar. um yeah <laughs> nfl draft so let, let me get off the top saying yep. this, and then you're gonna roast me and probably just think I'm a hater. no,
0: no, no. I think I, I, think you're gonna go where I want us to go first. So go ahead. Listen,
1: the NFL draft, I get it. I get yep. why it's exciting. NFL's getting yep. a lot of huge NFL fans. Like this is what they just kind of resolve their or revolve their summer around because they just watch highlight film after highlight film, and they assume every top draft pick's gonna be Hall of Famer. It's just not for me. I like it, there's just something about it, and, and and let me just kind of do my rant here. There's just something about yep. it. I really, I like to see the kids get celebrated. Maybe it'd be different if like a bunch of Michigan State players always got drafted first and things like that. You know, but for me, I'm a Chargers fan. You know, We've had some decent picks in the last few years, but that's all I'm there for. The people who sit during the whole show, because you know me, especially just during a normal college football game or NFL game or things like that, I hate commercials. I hate commercials. I hate the breaks in play. I hate timeouts and this and that. It's like, just fucking get on with it. And there's nothing that's more dragged out than the NFL draft. And I get it. It's like, oh, they're celebrating this once-in-a-lifetime moment and this like that. It's cool. I get it. Cool. I, I totally understand. But it's like, get like the first five picks all up on stage at the same time. Just say, right. all right, first pick here. Because they it's already, they they know what it is. I mean, look at how quickly yeah. after the the first pick for the Jaguars, Trayvon Walker, whoever it was. Right. The Lions pick was in, and there's nothing better then, like, okay, the, that last pick ends, and then immediately hearing the little chime that's like, pick is in, because you're like, right thank God, because you right. didn't need five minutes or however many minutes, I think it's even more than that, to get that pick in, because you already knew who it was, and so right. I'm just sitting there, so the lines were right on top of it, but it's just so fucking long, it's right. so—but I get it, I get it, and it's exciting— um, you know, for for a lot of players, and especially people who do like the fantasy drafts and the really in depth fantasy drafts, and you're seeing, mm-hmm. I was just gonna be for my dynasty draft and things like that. So I get it. It's just not for me. I didn't, I didn't even tune in yep. for the Chargers pick last night. Um, you know, but it's just one of those things where I like kind of the later on. I like when it's on during the weekend, and and it's just kind of a, yep. a nonstop stream of just like picks in, picks in. They're not even really going up the stage. It's just I like that because then, like you sure. said, highlight film after highlight film, but. <clears laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. No, <laughs> did you get it all out? <laughs> I did. Okay. Okay. Now here, I'm gonna start by saying I agree with you. Like I, for putting, I I am the king of putting myself in Kyle's shoes. I think if you know if Emma, Lord forbid, decided to leave you, we could just get married because I I know everything about you. So I understand looking from your perspective. Eh. Now I'm gonna need you to flip it around. I'm gonna need you to put yourself in my big dumb size 14 shoes. And understand the theatrics, Kyle. The th- this, and I understand that the, like, there, there's a there's a whole meme culture that's been created about like, oh, this player's been drafted. Let's lift off all of his dead relatives or all the things he's done. Like, whatever. I get that. But we do have to also acknowledge in today's day and age, there's like four or five different draft shows that you could watch. ESPN used to be like the only place you can go for this. You can go to the whole the Barstool, Pat McAfee, wherever you want to go. There's so many different avenues to watch this. And it's not necessarily the personality as a platform for me that I like. I just enjoy. I just enjoy one seeing players that we've watched because obviously the first the first handful of guys are always guys on teams that are always getting the airtime. So you've already seen them play. It is it is fun for me to see where they're gonna go and kind of envision how they're gonna fit in. But then when you get in the later rounds, it's it's fun to see these guys who. Get lost in kind of the the grand scheme of college football because they didn't play for a power five team or or even if they did they played for a, a lower echelon team, but then you see these guys come out and like you throw up their highlight reels like guys that I would have never even thought to like go YouTube or or pull up on Twitter or anything, and you just see that you just get a whole different taste of a different genre of players out there that are just they weren't top level college guys but now they're going to go on to the pros and just be absolute studs and now and then you get to kind of sit there and be like. Oh yeah, like I remember him being drafted back in the here, and then he played for this team, and like the dude's just a stud now, like like the the Colton Strange or whatever from you know Chattanooga. Like I would have never in a million years even known that that man existed until the, the Patriots drafted him, and there it is. So that's one element. The other element is. I would like to just go to a draft, like especially Las Vegas. None of my friends want to go to Las Vegas, except for like Keaton Greenstreet, but he has a child on the way, so you fuckers all <laughs> ruin this for me. But nobody ever wants to go to Vegas. I would love to go to Vegas for an NFL draft. I don't want to go to Cleveland. I would go to Nashville. I don't want to go to fucking Chicago. Like I just want to go. It's the theatrics. I love Chicago. Sport. I love. I, love Ch- I have friend- family from Chicago. Love Chicago. Wrigleyville is the best. I probably would go to Chicago. I don't know why I threw them under the bus. But like Cleveland, I don't really I know. mention Cleveland. Right. But it, but it, it, outside of like the whole thing, it's just, it's just the theatrics around sports. And this is what we talked about when we first kicked off the pod. For me, it's like the sport itself is obviously the main reason we're here. But I just, I just love everything around it. I love, I love on College Football Saturday, seeing the different, all the teams getting off the bus and the bands are all popping and the Grove down at Ole Miss is going insane. Like, I just love everything about it. So I understand where you're coming from, where it's just a non-starter for you, 100% get it. But this is why we're a great tag team, Kyle, because I just fucking, I'm like, I'm like a a Labrador retriever when the NFL walks to the door. I just can't, I piss all over myself. I can't help.
1: (laughs) This is true. Yeah, no, and it's, it is one of the my my favorite thing i think about it is the uh, and and it's funny because i think a lot of the analysts have gotten a lot smarter and they've gotten a lot less bold with their takes and, and they're always like i think i think this guy could be pretty good you know i miss the days where you know Todd McJay or whoever or, um uh, who Was it Tom? No, whoever it was. Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper, sorry, who said he would retire if, <laughs> if Jimmy oh, Glossom yeah. wasn't like a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> or something like that. Or it's like, you know, and I love the, post, the post-draft <laughs> grades, right? It's like this is an A-minus and then this is an F-minus. Or I love the takes even from Brandon Droh saying, Josh Allen, going to be a bust for the Bills. And then you get Homeboy, who kept the receipts <laughs> from like three years ago, tweeting back at him saying, "You sure about that? You sure about like those?" That's what I love. I love when people get bolder with their takes. But right. that—that's problem because I think the, the analysts have gotten too smart, where they don't want to be roasted. They know everyone keeps receipts, so they just go right. real milk toast
0: with their. Well, uh, it, and, and 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 it's, it's, it used to be Mel Kiper was the only dude, right? So like, like he could throw it out there, and even if like he wasn't really necessarily right. There's only really one or two like mock drafts to consume. It was him it was right. after, but now it's like there's so many dudes. There's so many there's so many guys who like are, are like under six foot that play Elden Ring. They're a little out of shape. Their casts are a little tight, but they just fucking love doing mock drafts. Like they just can't they can't True. get over it. Fucking love. And Elden so Ring. now they're they asses on the hot seat because they're like I better start pretending like I know what I'm doing here, otherwise like somebody's gonna come take my spot here real quick. Like right. so yes, they've stopped getting bold with it. But I do think that we do have a better and I I think that they have influenced the NFL in a way where like the NFL has has turned to kind of listening to the analysts now because the analysts are now having to really work for it and they're able to go find like those those non power five guys who are actually really good NFL talent. And so I, I think it, it, in the long run, it's created a great synergy in between the analysts, having to actually like pretend to do their jobs right, and then the NFL guys like, well, we can draft people that aren't from Tennessee or Notre Dame or Ohio State. Like it is possible. So, well, let's hear it.
1: <clears throat> let's put balls in the line, Michael. I want, let's hear uh, who's who's your biggest. Who's going to be the bust of this draft? Who's going to be the bust? And I'm talking like top. I'd probably Most say bust. top ten, top twelve picks, right? Because okay. like after okay. that, like okay. you know, but. Who's gonna be the biggest bust? Uh, th- this one, think? this
0: one's a layup for me. This one's a layup that I would have blown in high school, missed it, game over. But it's a layup nonetheless. Uh, uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, uh, number one. It, I just, I don't see it, and, and I and I've read a lot of a lot of draft boards that have also agree. Like he, he he's he's a good player, but he's he's he only he's a Georgia defense player. If that, I'm gonna try to make that make sense. But like he's a great player, but he had. Jordan Davis right next to him. He had the best secondary and the best linebacker core in the entire country. He's not like a, he's going to go out and, and change the game by himself kind of guy. So I feel like number one was a lot. That was way too high for treyvon we, we never need our listeners to take receipts for this, by the way. That's fine. And I so, want our listeners to tweet at me who they think was the worst. So that way we could take receipts on them. We clap back. We right. don't take a call,
1: we clap I back. think I think for me. If, if we're kind of looking at those top picks and I like him, and I, I, kind of liked him like kind of his whole career to an extent. I think it's going to be cave on Thibodeau. I think he's going to be, I, I, think think, so. I think, I think as soon as they kind of get hit with any sort, because for one, it's the giants, New York media, he's going to be, he's going to be roasted probably every, every week. If he doesn't do well, a little banged up, he was a little undersized. And, and he's a kid. He was a, he was a five-star recruit. Uh, like, you know, one of those guys who was like, Oh, he's going to be an NFL draft pack. Surefire. He goes to Oregon. Does well, kind of in that first season. Yeah. Uh, I think he sat out the COVID year, and then he yep. was kind of banged up. It like he wasn't; he was there, but he wasn't really like committed to the team. I don't blame him because he had a bunch of money on the line. So it's like, why would you? Why would you risk that injury? But then he's getting into the; he's got his own cryptocurrency. He's got his NFTs. He's got and don't don't be wrong. Hey, more power to you. Right. Um. I mean, listen, he's on our podcast. He, he does yeah, It's, it's true. True. and and, and it's the watch. Thank you, the nil. He's kind of that kid who's been handed everything before really, really like earning it. Yeah. I think yep. he was just gifted with some of the best athletic qualities that you could possibly ask for. Yep. I think all that kind of brewed together. And and I, I hope I'm wrong, I guess. Right. I, I don't really care about the Giants, but like, I'm not rooting for anybody to fail except for Aiden Hutchinson because I just can't. Now I've never for him. Out of person. Out a principle, but I think he's gonna be decent. And that's the thing with Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think he's gonna be a bust because I and and I think any of these players are gonna be hard because you're gonna look back and be like, well, this draft just wasn't really a loaded draft to begin with, you know, because it really wasn't. And I think a lot of these teams, if they could have traded kind of that first round pick, I think they would have, but like no one was gonna No like like no one was gonna trade up and be like, Yeah, I want this number two or three pick because it's like there's no one surefire. I think all these players would have been picked. Decently high, right? I don't think any of them would have been top three picks, though. Yeah,
0: you could, you could. I hear I, I what you say. You could shuffle them up and, and picked randomly again, and, and they all would have kind of sufficed what they were chosen for, regardless. And I, 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 I agree with what you're saying, but I, we do have or for we, we are, we disagree here, though. I think I think Kayvon Thibodeau is gonna be just fine in the NFL. And the only reason I say that how is how do you quantify
1: he, just fine? Like you think he makes it to the second contract and it's like a, a pretty big deal. I, I
0: I think I think he will be a he he will fetch a pretty penny on the market after his rookie deal is over. I, I think he will be I'm not willing to put him up in like the Von Millen, Von Millen, Jesus crimey, Von Miller, Aaron Donald category. Like right. I'm not ready to go that far. But I, I think what Cave and it's interesting that we pick these two guys because what Kayvon Thibodeau has that that Trayvon Walker, I think lacks, is is he's a, just a pure pass rusher. I feel like he's a great. He's just off the edge. He's a guy who can win the one on ones. He can really put pressure on the quarterback. I think Walker is a good player, but I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going like, to single-handedly change the game from the edge. Right,
1: because if you have a number one pick or the top three pick, the person that you are selecting is supposed to be an absolute surefire right. difference right. maker weapon.
0: Right. And, 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 I, and I will say this, as far as as far as far the run game and, and being able to, to kind of plug holes and really beat his guy off the ball to, to kind of stop the run or even like the outside options – yeah, I'll give it to Walker, but I think Thibodeau—he's gonna be that third-down guy. You get a team in like a third and five, anything third and five longer than that, like you know it's gonna be a pass. That's where he's gonna—that's where he's gonna make his money. He's gonna make a very good living in the NFL just being that guy who can go get you those third-down sacks, second longs. They're they're behind the ball in a penalty. Like he's gonna be that guy who could just beat a guy off the ball, beat a tackle, and go get you a sack. Walker's gonna be great. But I, I feel like he's more of a, a little bit of an interior established the edge kind of guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to just beat people off the ball, get in the backfield, and create sacks. I, I could, I, We could both be wrong, Kyle. We could both be goddamn wrong here, and I'm fine with it, but I'm just calling my shot. I feel like number one, too high. If he's picked 12, 13, 14, he would have been perfect. That, like That's a perfect spot for him. But like you just said, number one guy is a guy that you expect to come in and make a difference right away.
1: Like, you're talking Miles Garrett, you're talking Aaron Donald, you're talking, like, right. they will, you know, and they'll probably still make the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is just, like, not, like, a real thing. It's right. just, like, you know, weird voting know. and things like that. Yeah. But, like, and, th- and then you got uh, Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner coming out as cornerbacks. I, like, I don't get I wrong, I, I, I understand the value of cornerbacks, and especially, and these were two very, very fucking good cornerbacks. But yep. I can't, I couldn't, <laughs> I can't recall, like, the last, like, top kind of five, six pick cornerback who's like been out there it's always like the random guys from st mary's university who end up being you know an right. amazing db for the patriots or something. right you know it's like right. i don't yeah. know that's just a weird one to me well, especially, yeah. especially if you look at the houston texans who have like a billion say, other
0: yeah. needs to fill yep. i yep. don't know well I don't and, know. and so we'll stick we'll stick with Derek stingley junior because i i i'm on the same wavelength you as the texans where it they're just going to ruin this guy's career. Like, like you're when you draft a cornerback at number three, it's it's along the same lines again, where you expect him to come in and you expect him to be the guy who's going to be a noticeable upgrade at his respective spot. He will be that guy, but you have so many holes in that dam that you can you can't, you're going to run out of fingers to plug it up with. Like, like he's not going to be the guy who stops the bleeding for you. If you're the Texans,
1: right. I think
0: LSU, it does a very good job at, at producing NFL quality. Cornerbacks. I'm not. Oh, maybe sure. not. You're, you're right. Now you're rise. right. Yeah. But I, I think I think LSU. It, I really wish you would have gone somewhere else besides the Texans because I know this sounds asinine but like Ahmad Sauce Gardner, which Sauce Bottle is one of the greatest nicknames ever, and to have a necklace that says Sauce, yeah, he Bottle's was incredible, incredible at Cincinnati. Incredible. incredible. <laughs> like, but with the Jets, with the Jets, we're gonna see him twice a year play against Josh Allen, and so we're, like if he can, on notice real quick. That's what I mean. If he, if you can rise to the occasion, and you can, you can, you can be on an island with Digs, or you can lock up with Cole Beasley a little bit, depending on how the formation runs. Like, it, I, I think that you're talking about a dude who could be in the spotlight for all the right reasons in Sauce Gardner because you're just—it's that talent with with the Texans, like. Like we just said, there's so many problems that like even if you are a lockdown cornerback, like they're just gonna run the ball on you for 250 yards a game and beat you by 21 points. Like your your career is just gonna kind of be eh. So I think of those two, three, four, Sauce Gardner has the most the, the right away potential out of the gate. I think right. so, and, I, and I think that
1: the, right, and I think the hard thing with cornerbacks too is like for one. It's an impossible position. It, it just is impossible. like the way the NFL NFL offense is. It's absolutely fucking impossible. And we know it with our boy Cade Sweeney, who like I I tend to know so many of the Steelers cornerbacks because as soon as one of them gets burnt, he's like fuck this uh, guy because that's how yeah. easy it's like. Yeah. you see one touchdown get dropped over their head, and you're like, well, this guy's a fucking bust because like. Oh, yeah. You're on the field to prevent that from happening. You just got fucking toasted. And it's so hard for cornerbacks to recover from that. And I think mentally, I think a lot of it's such a mental game where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you get roasted. You know, once or twice a game, other teams are going to see that and be like, all right, well, let's just take, you know, in third quarter, we're going to take a deep shot on this guy and see if it happens again. But it happened again. Your value drops so quickly. Highest
0: of highs, lowest of lows. When you're locking people down and you're Richard Sherman screaming in the microphone over Aaron Andrews' shoulder, don't ever test me. Right. Good job, congrats! Like you heard yeah, that, but it goes dude, south real quick.
1: You know, like Darrell Rivas, right? Like those types oh, of players. Was like, damn, like, they were fucking unbelievable,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. And just, uh, but like the drop off is so quick, you know. I but, don't know. But I it's, do, I do, I do think we have to point. We do have to touch on something you said earlier, though. Today's NFL, it, and Richard Sherman wasn't that long ago. Richard Sherman's absolutely toast nowadays. It's just I don't even know if he's still playing. It, it, guys, even three, four years ago much much different game like not only do you have to play the hardest position in arguably all of sport you have to do it without even like so much as like touching the dude otherwise it's a flag it, like it, it's just and i understand why it's that way because these games are fun when people are scoring but we do have to understand that you're it, tasking somebody with an impossible job because these wide receivers are also gigantic nowadays like they're right. not they're not these tiny little slot guys you can't touch them either I can't, can't no, touch them, can't, can't touch them can't get there even slightly no hand play no nothing and so, it, good on these guys for going three and four because you don't just go three and four unwarranted. So like, it, they're incredible athletes, and I, and I really do hope, especially for Stingley, I hope he can just ball out at at the Texans. You know, ball out being a relative term, but I hope he can ball out, and I, and I think Sauce Gardner, if he if he can prove, you'll play the Bills twice a year, and he could put out some tape of just locking dudes up. I think these would be two guys that we'll talk about for a long time. I think they're going to be fun to watch, but. Like you and I said, and we both agree, if you start getting toasted, it's over because Kate Sweeney's coming for next. All right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, <clears throat> beyond that, wide receivers, great run. And it's kind of the interesting dichotomy of like cornerback, wide receiver. Like it's such an important position now. And it's like not, there's not a running back drafted in the first round. It's crazy. That's good. Wide receivers were all the values at. You had the run of Ohio State receivers, three of them, really, if you want to count Jameson Williams because he did transfer to Alabama. Imagine going to Ohio Go State and then being able to transfer to Alabama and
0: just. <laughs> It's like what a life. You might you um, you might be all right at football.
1: Well, Ohio State, I I remember even a couple years ago seeing the recruiting class, and, you know, because Kate would always send it to us and I'd just be like, Jesus Christ, know, yeah, I remember the Garrett Wilson. Chris Alave is a San Diego kid. I was hoping he'd go to the Chargers, which would have been cool. Um but yeah, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, and then my boy bang, bang, bang. Jordan Davis. I was hoping he would drop just a little bit farther to the Chargers, but um Jordan Davis goes to
0: the yeah. Eagles. Um, the Eagles. He he was a he was one that I would have thrown in the bus in the bus thing just because he's got bus potential, but he also has like this guy
1: was fucking awesome potential as well. Like,
0: well, in my and where I'm coming from is is your Philly? You're like you are playing and like Philly, if they will cannibalize their own selves if they have to, because if you show up and like you're not, if Jordan Davis has two years in a row where he's kind of eh, like they'll just boo you out of town. Like they really don't care.
1: They don't care. Yeah, this is true. Jahan Dotson, <clears throat> he was an absolute weapon at Penn State, so I think that's a good pickup for but the well before, Commanders. Before you go too,
0: before you go too far, though, we, on the topic of wide receivers, I did want to ask um, Drake London, number eight to the Falcons. Just I mean, bright, the, the, or just the Falcons
1: are just like, yeah, we're we're just. Gonna, I don't know, get every skill position player possible, but still just not be a good team.
0: <laughs> I You think there's a chance that they just they looked at him and they squinted hard enough and they're like, oh, it's like a it's like knockoff Julio because he is big. Yeah, he's good. Like, and he was amazing at USC as well. Like, he did he everything for him. He doesn't he doesn't move well. Like he just doesn't, he's not, he's not, he's not fast. And I, and I understand, like I, I did listen to our, uh, I read a couple articles about like people in the USC camp who did acknowledge, like the balls weren't getting delivered to Drake London. Like they should have been. So like he, he did have to kind of check up for some balls and, but like, he's not the fastest guy. And, and I know he's putting out really good tape in college against a PAC 12 defense, but I, I have concerns that like, he might just like, DK Metcalf is huge, but at least he's fast in a straight line. Drake London is just not fast really at all, but uh, you know what? Keep the receipts, everybody. I could be dead wrong about that one, too. I just feel like Drake London over the trio of, of wide receivers that you just mentioned was a little bit of a head scratcher to me, but I could be on my own there.
1: Yeah, he's got weapon potential. The other ones are just like these are just gonna be really good wide receivers type of things. Right, you know, right.
0: it's it's like in basketball. If you're you know if you're a good basketball player all around, you like you you're a baller. Like you could ball. If you're just that dude, you're a hooper. Those three guys are just hoopers. Like they're they're just like they're it. gonna play football. They're gonna score a bunch of touchdowns. They're gonna just have insane plays, and it's gonna be awesome to watch.
1: Yep. Yeah. Chargers get the guards. Zion Johnson. Chargers really are like a pick or two away. I keep forgetting we got Khalil Mack, <laughs> like things yep. like that. Yeah. Um, just get me a big fat guy for the defensive tackle type position, uh, the stronger linebackers. And we're fucking set, baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. chargers really, this is the window, Mike. And this is my, my opportunity as a sports fan that my, my rooting interest may win something big. And the chargers, I think are now the closest to that. And mm. uh, I'm ready to be
0: disappointed. So just, if the chargers were in any other division in, in, professional football i would agree but we, we we're looking at each other and then we got our finger guns pointed at kansas city the raiders i i they could be a threat i really don't think the raiders are going to be that much of a, a, a big deal in the big picture but it's just a bloodbath so good for the chargers for shoring up that offensive line though i mean hey, justin we- herbert's your franchise guy got to protect
1: Here's the way I look at it. It's going to be a bloodbath. You get out of there, if you can just finish top of the division, there's no way there's going to be a wildcard team, I don't think, in that second team, because I don't think there's going to be enough wins to
0: go around, you know?
1: So chances are you get out of the hardest division, the rest of it should be a cakewalk, right?
0: Right, and I, yeah, but I just, I have I mean, the Broncos have, have kind of re reloaded the, the Chiefs as much as we want to write them off every year, they, they're they just always there, but, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs got better in this draft, I mean, we do, we do have to admit, the Chiefs did get better in this draft, so.
1: Karloftis was decent, and there's still a lot of draft to, to be made. Well, and
0: that's, in I'll let you finish up final thoughts on the first round, I did want to talk about, here's where we've been, where we're going in the second round happening today, like, what, like. What what do you need? And I think you already said big fat guy for your defensive line, but
1: yeah. And then uh, our boy Devin Lloyd from Utah—he was a fucking hey, stud. If you watch any uh, Utah football games, uh, the guy was a fucking missile. Hey, he was hey, awesome. He's
0: awesome. The only, only linebacker in college football this past season have multiple pick sixes. I mean, he, he was
1: awesome. I'm telling you, he, he's,
0: all hawk. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think um, I think he's gonna be pretty decent. He goes to. Uh, he goes to the Jaguars, so it's like cool. I'll see you in London in a few years, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> um, but yeah. Jackson Hill, safety of Michigan, bust um, and Klein those. I mean, Georgia had what five players oh all. The it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it was it was terrible because. But here, I will say, like, and this is just one-off thought. We're going to leave it at that. I thought that the noise around the Georgia fan base was going to be a lot more prevalent, just kind of throughout the entire off season. Not bad, not bad. Way to, way to win with class, Georgia. Good for right.
1: you. You're gonna forget. I think it's just the SEC as a whole, and that gets really annoying when like the whole. It's like
0: SEC. It's just
1: like no, you can't root for the whole fucking conference, you losers.
0: Mm, you know. I mean, mm, <laughs> you no, can. it's like yeah, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just annoying. It's just an annoying <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. The only the only other thing, the only other funny haha that I I really took away from the first round is the the Green Bay Packers just refused to ever draft anything for Aaron Rodgers any weapons just anything they just they, they just refuse so i thought that was pretty funny but that is pretty uh funny. solid solid first round overall i th- I, th- I felt like the 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 narrative going into this was this was going to be a pretty quiet and i know the talent level was a little diluted this year like not a lot of, of huge name guys floating around uh turned out to be a pretty good draft though as far as just kind of the the, the antics yeah like, solid here.
1: yeah solid draft you know it, like i said it's like for me it's I don't really watch it. Like the only thing I like is I like the people who keep receipts and you know, how dare you think that X player from X university wasn't going to be.
0: Can can I, was there, can I ever, and uh, this is, this is when your, your beautiful child is older and, and we're, we've crossed off the baby, the baby duties. Can I ever convince you to go to a draft or am I just, should I just save my breath?
1: uh i mean I'm probably good. i probably could i don't know maybe I, i'm sure at some point hey, It kind of depends Kyle, on where it's
0: right, right, we're, we're, listen you're not a great friend but i'm gonna ask you to be a great friend right now if it's ever in fucking san diego it's a non-negoti have to go
1: <laughs> why well, would it be insane not even an nfl team in san diego i, I agree I well, know what
0: fuck, I know. that's right i'm not going to la damn it i was, yeah. I was thinking like your hometown chargers feel that's true yeah, well, I guess if Las Vegas rolls back around, if they throw one in a Denver, that'd be kind of cool. Just pot smoke just filling the entire atmosphere. That'd be sweet. And the first pick. The Oh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, love it! But yeah, that's um, that's that's it. You know, like it's like I said, we you know we can do it all on this podcast, folks. I mean, yeah. even you can give us non-sports topics, and I guarantee you, I could fill. If
0: you need life advice, I'll give it to you. It won't be right, but I'll give it to you. Right,
1: you know. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's Friday. Uh, it's gonna be a good weekend ahead of us, folks. Um, we're kind of in that weird limbo where it's like, yeah, NBA playoffs are doing their thing, and and know, yeah, we got some. You know, I love the MLS, so yeah, I like to watch that. But I mean, right now, it's just gonna be we're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be real bricked up for the next couple uh, couple of
0: weeks. Absolutely, Kyle. But that's we where need, we
1: can really get off the rails on this. Well,
0: platform. we need and we need the we need our Twitter, our our handful of Twitter faithfuls to to get fired. I I have re I have found my love for Twitter again. I I used to just hate Twitter. Oh, now that Elon
1: are, Elon, Boa, what you are happy about free speech? You're
0: gonna no, you know, no Jesus Christ! I knew, I can't even say anything around you. You go, you should <laughs> go hang out, bitch. No, it's because I found my my niche in just making fun of Ben Simmons, and so I found that twitter is a lot of fun like i I get it now i get why people i just need to create a burner for my personal one and then just do what kyle does and hijack the pod account and just make it my own and just just rattle it off from there uh we'll end the pod with this this is a
1: great tweet from vernon maxwell he was an nba player back in the day i think for the rockets for some reason just hates the state of utah and the utah jazz a lot of sad toothless hillbillies in salt lake tonight (laughs) (laughs)
0: well uh they're not toothless because there's a lot of money floating around in utah because it's just that incestual just just business money um but they are the worst kind of fans, though. I I will. There is there is this just, just. But also just, the
1: best fans. You were there. I mean, right, they, right, They fucking right. love the Jazz. They do. do they they do. freaking they do. love the Jazz. But here you know? here's
0: the problem: is you know as well as I do that the the love for the Jazz can sometimes be be an error, and and they are almost faithful to a fault. Like, for example, last night in, in the little little aisle that I was working down by the court. There's this just just unnecessarily over animated white kid just like running around up and down like it, and it was all fine and game they were fine and game fun and games I need to go back to bed uh but then it's like the Dallas Mavericks are on the other end of the court and he's like screaming like just obsc- not like not inappropriate things but just like just obscene things and i'm like oh my god dude like this is it's got to be exhausting to a point but uh, they just they just keep going kyle that's one thing i'll give them is they just keep going
1: yep they're just fueled up on mountain dew and and Thirst. Thirst. crumble cookies they go yeah. they
0: go Hey, okay, can i get a, a 44 ounce dr pepper with uh um, let's see lime creamer yeah, yeah lime <laughs> Fuck. just
1: out of control uh but this has been another episode of name image podcast like review subscribe just tweet at us i don't yeah. know like we're gonna Wait. try to get some people back in the pod you know we gotta we gotta get some actual people and know what the fuck's going on then i back in the pod because i'm i i try to read these tweets and i can just i can just hear like the radio static from your end just being like i don't know what you just read and it's like i don't even know what i just read but um right. Right. well it, some it's... of it's good some of it's not good
0: and we've said it before. It's it's the un, the the, un, the ugly truth is that we're just gonna like the next the next big movement in the NIL talk is gonna be when somebody does it wrong, which it sounds like Miami's already already it's taken taking pole position. Uh, they're gonna do it wrong, and then we're gonna be able to sit here and we're gonna be able to dissect it and, and understand what happened and point fingers and laugh, and then uh, move on with our lives.
1: Pretty much, yeah, that's sounds True. about right. Sounds about right. So, thanks again. Um, We'll be back next week. I don't know what day or what time, but uh, Monday.
0: We will. Tuesday. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Keep on your toes. All
0: right. Peace. Peace.
1: Skip. We know Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip. I know skill like we that Skip. Heavy. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.